Hey guys, it's Naylor. If you wanted another way to show your support for the LCR Media Podcast, I put together some merch just for the LCR Media Podcast. It's exclusive hoodies, stickers, and some other merchandise that you can check out in the show notes. You can also go on the YouTube channel at LCR and see the visuals underneath any video that you play. You can see exactly what this merchandise looks like. So go ahead and check that out if you want us to show support for the show. I definitely appreciate you listening, leaving those five-star rating reviews, and additionally, maybe picking up some gear. Thanks, guys. Here we go. Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's episode, we are finally recapping the entire, my entire spring rush, which it felt like an eternity, to be perfectly honest. I'm just going to be super candid on this episode, so bear with me. I don't know how short or long it's going to be, uh, maybe shorter than longer, because I have broken it up into several other episodes prior to this. So definitely go ahead and listen to those after this episode so that you can get some more insight. I kind of broke down more of kind of like my pains and pitfalls and challenges and how I kind of overcame them or things that I did or do to try and avoid some of these things and so on. So mainly it had to do with employees, um, those episodes. And I mean, I'm sure all of us are pretty much struggling with that at this point. It's one of those things, like I've said in those episodes, that never goes away. It's definitely something that is a challenge in this industry. And anything that you're working outdoors, whether you're building houses or you're doing any kind of construction of any kind outside, um, including landscaping, lawn care, all that, it's definitely going to be harder work because you're dealing with elements, a lot of physical labor, lifting and moving around heavy things and using tools and so on. So it's not for everyone, for sure. So it's hard, it's always a challenge to find and keep good people. But right now in 2021, it has reached a new, unusual peak that most people or no one has ever experienced before, to be honest. And again, like I said in previous episodes, if you know, you know. Uh, But basically for those that don't, just real quick, I mean, 2021, we're kind of on the backside of this pandemic of COVID-19. It's still a thing. There's still restrictions, but not many. The vaccines are all over the place. They want as many people as possible. They want everyone, obviously, to take the vaccine. I don't remember, you know, we're, we're at a percentage of, you know, total population of the United States where it's acceptable for us to re- release a lot of restrictions, but they still want face coverings in a lot of situations and so on. And then it's up to the businesses to kind of regulate on their own, anything above and beyond that. But, you know, the government, the CDC and all those regulations are pretty much open, pretty much back to 100% um, capacity, no restrictions if you're vaccinated. But if you're not vaccinated yet or fully vaccinated, like if you only have one out of two shots, if that's the route you're going with that particular vaccination, then you still need to wear face coverings and so on. So, So that's just a quick recap of that. That's where we're at with that. 2020 was when it all went down with the pandemic last year, and it was a lot of interesting things there. I talked about that way back when that was a thing um, and in super earlier episodes um, and how I kind of got through all that and, and, and saw the silver linings and all that kind of stuff. But 
it's kind of like this aftermath, after effect. You know, I was all pumped up and hyped up. 2020 was a successful year for me, business-wise and personal. It wasn't, wasn't too crazy um, as far as from a, a you know, stressful and, and negative standpoint. I know a lot of other people didn't fare as well, and I definitely want to be, wanted to be respectful and still want to be respectful of them and not be, like, trying to, like, you know, gloat or anything like that, because that's, that's definitely not, not my thing. And, and, and there's nothing really to gloat about. I just try to put a positive spin on as much as I possibly can. So now in 2021, it's this weird dynamic. So many people got laid off because of the, the pandemic and everything shutting down on the government did a lot of things for unemployment, kept extending it, kept, um, uh, easing, you know, the, the right, the different requirements and all the different things that normally are involved to get unemployment and then stay on unemployment. So they've kind of eased up on so much of that stuff that pretty much anyone that lost their job in some form or fashion could get unemployment. And they're probably, and they're still getting unemployment to this day. So they, they've been getting unemployment, some people for over a year now. Um, yeah, over, over a year now, if not close to it. And it's like, what is the point of going back to work if you're just getting unemployment and you can spend more time with your family and you can do things around the house, you know, or in a negative way, you just be lazy, right? And just keep cheating the system, just keep getting paid, you know, in a lot of cases, the same or maybe even more than you would get paid when you were working like, uh, say, a minimum wage job or something. Uh, People with careers and salaries, obviously, that's a a harder hit. You know, the unemployment isn't covering all of that, but it's still helping you pay your bills and, and all that kind of stuff so you can hopefully bounce back. But the point is, there's just a lot of a lot of people that that are don't want to that are unemployed and also don't want to work. So there's less people now for us to choose from in the job pool. And like I said, for this being such a challenging um, industry to begin with, it's now even more challenging. And then you look around the whole, probably anywhere, anyone that's listening to this, at least in, in America, in the United States, if you look around anywhere in your local town, probably everyone has a now hiring sign, not just lawn and landscape or small businesses, but I mean, you know, Walmart, Lowe's, Home Depot, you know, Best Buy, all, all, all the big store, gro- all the grocery stores, um, you know, as well as all the smaller places, you know, the Papa John's or or Pizza Hut, or McDonald's, or local gas stations, you know, every, everyone has a now hiring sign up. Uh, and, and so there's a, a huge demand in workers, but very little supply of workers because people just aren't applying as much as they used to. They're just not trying to get out and work until unemployment, I guess, runs out really. So it seems like the solution to that is the government needs to come up with a new form of benefits or, you know, I know some states have been trying to come up with like incentives to get people off of unemployment so that, uh, you know, like to, to give them incentive to get off unemployment, like, hey, we'll give you a thousand bucks if you get a job type deal or something, for example, which it's just crazy to me how, how all of this is going on. So, and, and again, so to my original point, this is all in new territory, uh, yet again, more unprecedented territory for all of us, not most of us or some of us, but all of us. So everyone's struggling in every industry because there's a huge demand in work as well and service. I mean, my phones, my phone, my email, uh, message, Instagram, I mean, um, Facebook messages, all that for my business have been blowing up tons and tons of, of, you know, inquiries and want people wanting quotes and 
the thing is that usually happens a little bit less than, than this year, but it usually happens every year, right? You go through the spring rush and people like they just moved or they decide they don't want to do it on their own this year, or whatever the scenario is. Um, you know, they, they're looking for someone to, to take care of their property. So that's kind of why we call it the spring rush because, you know, you go from like the, the non-peak winter time where things are slower and then you go into spring and everything's growing and, and everything's peak time to plant things. The great, you got to cut the grass, you got to fertilize this, treat weeds for that. You know, people want patios installed and, uh, work, worked on their house. I mean, it's just kind of that thing, like the weather gets warmer, everything gets green. People are out get back outside again. They see things that, that they want to get done, or maybe that was put off or things that you need to be fixed or whatever. It, it, so it's just like a huge, you know, wave of work and from people that are all discovering that they want to get this work done and, and, and the nature growing and greening up. So it's a spring rush because of all of that work that needs to be done every spring and all of the people that usually contact you. So that normally happens anyway for me, just like all of you most likely. But this year it seemed a little more intense because for one reason or another, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pinpoint why this, that, and the other thing. I mean, I've definitely talked about some stuff in past episodes like route density and things like that that have helped increase the awareness of my brand being in certain neighborhoods that we are in. We're very exclusive to certain HOAs, homeowner associations. And, you know, I, I, I want to keep it that way. I'd rather keep growing within those neighborhoods. So we have less drive time. So we're more profitable when we're just mowing lawns because that's my primary service is lawn maintenance, mowing, fertilization, and weed control. Yes. We'll trim people shrubs throughout the year if they want us to. Yes. We will, uh, you know, put fresh mulch down in the spring and some other miscellaneous things like that. We definitely aerate and seed in the fall. All those things are, are huge, you know, different seasonal things. But the majority of the year we're mowing, you know, week in and week out, we're mowing the lawns and every month we're fertilizing or spraying weeds or pre-treating, post-treating, whatever is the, the, the necessary application of that time of the year. So we're on the going back to these properties over and over and over again. It's reoccurring revenue. So the last thing we want to do is be driving all over town to keep doing that every week. So that's why route density is key in that kind of situation versus construction. I mean, you have a $10,000 project of patio install or, you know, whatever you're doing, potentially construction and whatnot, and you're like spending a week or several days on a property, you drive all your equipment out one time, you leave it there. All the only thing that the only, only, uh, transfer back and forth as employees. When you're done for the day, everyone goes home. Then the next day they come back to the same property. Everything's already there, material, equipment, all that stuff. They just go there and they're just working on, on continuing the project. That's a little more feasible. There's still a lot of profit built in with that. Um, so you can drive a little bit further, obviously, for that. But when it just comes to regular maintenance, you want to cut down on, on whatever expenses you can. And driving around is the number one. So route density is key. And again, I went, in, went into this in more detail in previous episode. Um, but so I'm sure that has definitely contributed over the last eight years now, my eighth season of becoming a dominant force, a dominant brand in the neighborhoods. So finally, I've gotten, you know, normally every spring rush, I get a couple of people, you know, maybe a handful or so. I usually add maybe like five to 10, maybe new clients in the same neighborhoods. Or if I'm feeling a little bit desperate because I haven't gotten a whole lot more because I'm trying to grow a little bit every year. My goal is to get the two crews uh, fully sustainable crew. So obviously you need the work, you need the uh, accounts for that and so on. So I've been trying to grow 
increment, uh, incrementally every year with that, um, with, you know, a little bit marketing here and there, nothing too aggressive, just what, what I can manage, um, nice, uh, strategic growth, nice controllable growth. So that's not overwhelming. So normally, you know, like I said, I get five to 10 people in those neighborhoods and, or sometimes, you know, there'll be some people on the outskirts of the neighborhood that I'm like, all right, well, let me just get those because I haven't really gotten too many new accounts or as many new accounts as I feel like I should have. So let me just go ahead and, and see what will happen in this next neighborhood right next door or across the street or down the road. And sometimes that works out. Sometimes it doesn't, I have to let them go the following year and so on. Um, you know, you just got to do what you got to do to, to stay profitable. But this year I definitely got bombarded with all, like I'd say over 50% of my contacts were all in the same neighborhoods that I was in. So it was really amazing, right? It's a good problem to have. A lot of people say that all the time, but when you're super stressed out and overwhelmed and, you know, running yourself ragged from sun up to sundown, oh, yeah, that's what, what we all do in the spring rush. Yeah, that's great. You know, survival of the fittest. You got to be tough and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we can all say that until we're like flipping out and losing our mind and taking it out on the people that we love and care about the most, like our friends and family and so on. And I have a wife, two older children, two dogs now. One's a puppy you know, obviously a house, um, and, and, and a business and employees. And it, it's a lot. It's definitely overwhelming at times when you don't have things figured out and you're still trying to kind of figure things out as you go, as you go through your next level of growing pains, you can have plans and, and all this stuff, but it's still, when you're in the thick of it, it's still challenging to get through it. And you have to always kind of re regroup, look at your, look back over your plans and, and see what's, what's the next step. And is this even the right way to go? And, you really got to keep your hands on, on the steering wheel to, to make sure you stay in the right lane, you know, is, is really what it comes down to. So that, you know, in a nutshell is kind of what catapulted my business and the stress of the spring rush, me, making this the, the most exhausting and stressful spring rush out of the whole eight years. I literally felt like at one point I was just going to quit and just do something else. That's the first time I felt like that in a long time. I was so, so unbelievably stressed out. I didn't know what to do. I felt like I was dealing with it better versus like I wasn't like snapping at anyone or getting crazy. There's been some spring rushes where I was feeling, feeling really overwhelmed too and all that. But there was a point here where I felt like, man, what am I doing? Like, is this, is this the right thing? Like, maybe I should go back to solo. Like, I'm not saying like, I I meant I wanted to quit lawn care, but I felt like I just wanted to quit my, my plans, my home hopes and dreams or whatever, or just kind of put them on the back burner and go back to being solo. And then, but then I had to kind of talk myself out of that and say, well, then I'll probably just be stuck in that rut again, you know? And I just need to, like, I'll not, not that I was in a rut again and before, I mean, I'll be, I might be just stuck in that, that zone and be comfortable being solo again, and then not necessarily, and just kind of postpone and prolong and never really grow my company to where I need it and want it to be. So I just kind of really talked myself back out of that and then back into pushing forward, but it was extremely stressful. And let me tell you why. Mr. Producer said to tell you that the show continues after a word from our sponsor. 
So as my company grows, I've definitely been looking into GPS tracking devices for my work trucks. It's just something that, you know, you, you can keep an eye on not only maintenance in some cases on your vehicles, uh, as well as uh, mileage, um, gas, and just kind of overall keeping track of where the trucks are and, and where, where they're going, especially when you're not the only one in the truck. So you can kind of keep track and see where your guys may or may not be and follow up if there's any issues. Like, you know, why were you at the gas station so long or why were we at Susie's house so long if they didn't make any notes, you know, on the job? Um, in the app that they're using, or or you don't know in advance, this way you can just follow up, and it's a way you know you have systems in place, but it's a way for you to follow up with those those systems. So, a tracking software device is just one more system, one more way for you to keep track of the work being done and and how how productive everything is being. So I'm going to be trying out the GPS Track It. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it makes managing your driver, vehicles, and equipment assets simple with the latest technology and personalized, friendly customer support for service business businesses for of all sizes. With the GPS Track It, you get a real-time view of where your fleet vehicles are 24-7, improve route density, and operate more efficiently overall, just like I was saying, and I'm all about that. With more than 12 thousand customers. GPS Track It has been delivering peace of mind for customers in lawn and landscaping across the country for 20 years. I've definitely been looking into this myself, been looking into different options, but GPS Track It is one that I've been uh, focusing on and we're working together uh, to kind of give this content and some different ideas for those, those of you out there that are interested in the same thing. So if you're ready to protect your fleet, save some money and cut down on fuel costs, call the number 855-930-2323 to speak with a knowledgeable fleet advisor. There's no pressure, no hassles, low monthly fees and no contracts. Again, the number is 855-930-2323 or you can take a look at the link in the show notes, the show description. Um, in any app that you're listening to this podcast to, there's always going to be links there that you can click on. So click on that link and you can go and check this out and take a look at GPS Track It. So as I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm out on my uh, my back deck here. It's a nice sunny day. I don't really get to sit out here too often and check out the, the sites, you know, my waterfront property here uh, that... Uh, Paul Jamison from the Green Industry Podcast was busting my chops on last time I was here. He is coming back up um, this this week, actually, the end of this coming week. He's going to come up for his summer tour again, his um, annual summer tour. It looks like it's turning into so the second time, and he's starting starting off. Uh, well, not, not technically starting off. He's working his way up to Virginia, but this is like his first big stop where there's going to be, you know, multiple people on his on his uh, podcast and everything so it's exciting uh, again to have him back up here and we're going to be hanging out outside just like this on, our, on my deck I have a patio so there's various different spots um, that we can podcast I'm going to be doing some podcasting he's going to be doing some podcasting I invited a bunch of local Virginia folks over this way um, so that you know if they can make it they can and we can just get some great content for you guys Um, and and it's going to be a good time. It was a good time last time. I anticipate it being an even better time this time. Um, so yeah, Paul's going to be coming up and, uh, enjoying, you know, the, the, the view and the the time out here. And so if there's any background noises that you hear, um, hopefully it's cut down for the most part, but it's the sounds of the summer, right? We got the birds chirping sometimes we've got the wind blowing, 
a little bit. We got those summer bug sounds, like I don't know if that's the cicadas or whatever the heck it is, but you always know it's going to be a hot summer day when you just start off the morning hearing those those beetles or whatever kind of insects are making those kind of, I don't even know what kind of sound it even it even is. But if you know, you know, it's just kind of like that sound in the background, you know, like that hissing kind of sound or something, but, or chirping maybe, um, but not by, not by birds. But anyway, so I'm out here and I'm finally being able to enjoy this. And I, like I said, don't really ha- ha- haven't had a whole lot of time to do this recently because the spring rush was just out of control. It, 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 you know, and this is what I was trying to allude to was, I really, you know, I had, like I said, I had plans and, and goals and I wasn't expecting to get as much work as I was going to get this year. Um, I definitely, I definitely increased my accounts from 65 to 80 accounts. So uh, weekly mowing accounts, but in total I went from yeah, I don't even remember what the total was for total accounts, but now I'm I'm up to almost a hundred total accounts because there are a, a good amount of people that just have me treat their yard and they mow their own yard, and then there's a lot of overlap there where we mow their yard and treat the yard, which is obviously ideal and preferred. And I might just go to just that um, next year and going forward, I might just when people contact me just just treat their yard as much as that's great uh, profit, and I enjoy that it's kind of like only one half of the puzzle. Like, you know, I can do a lot of things. I can do whatever I want to their lawn, but if they're not mowing it properly, like, you know, in the, you know, every week at the right height, if they're not watering it properly. And if I'm not there regularly to even see any of these things to potentially stop or slow down any, any potential damaging uh, habits or, um, you know, things that are happening, it's really hard for me and it makes me feel like I can't do the best job that I want. You know, if I got my flags in the yard and it doesn't look great, but it's because the, the homeowner's not doing their part, like that's, that's rough, you know? So I, I'd rather, I'd really rather just have like the whole thing, you know, I'd rather be able to mow their lawn and treat their lawn and any other miscellaneous maintenance things like bushes, mulch, whatever, uh, while we're there, because I'll be, I'm there every week, so I can kind of make notes like, oh man, there's there's some trouble areas here that I'm gonna need to take care of on the next round or whatever, you know, the next application and so on. So instead of waiting for the the homeowner to to notify me on that, and I surely at this point don't have the time to be driving around looking at properties every week or every other week just to see how their yard is looking in between treatments, like I'm sure some fertilize only companies do. So there's pros and cons, obviously, to all of that. But I'm trying to do both. I'm not trying to do a gazillion things. I'm just trying to kind of be an all-in-one lawn maintenance company. Like I'm not trying to do all kinds of landscaping stuff also. We'll trim bushes. That's that's fine if they're manageable and it's not some massive property with a lot of you know landscaping to be maintained. But the smaller cookie-cutter HOA neighborhoods and, and houses that I take care of typically – you know, there's, there's only a few mulch beds and trees and bushes that need to be tended to. And that's, that's easy enough for us to take care of uh, throughout the, the season. But my main thing is mowing, fertilizing, weed control, aerating and seeding, taking care of leaves, you know, the whole full lawn maintenance. That's, that's what I prefer. So going, going forward, I will probably, I'm leaning towards just doing that and, and not like treating people's yards if they don't want us to mow, like I said, just for all those other reasons so that I can have a little more control and also feel like, 
just a little more sense of accomplishment because I know if I'm going to mow it right, it's going to everything's going to be good, and I can talk to them about their watering habits from week to week if I see any kind of dry spots. Like you know, so it it, it just fits better into my schedule. So just just some some food for thought there for anybody that's kind of in, in a similar um, deal, uh, similar situation, or thinking about it. But anyway, back to uh, my drama and stress and all that. So while I was growing tremendously. Um, my accounts, you know, like maxing out one crew, not on purpose, but one crew is just maxed to, to capacity. And I never wanted to be, to have anyone feel tired and, you know, worn out and stressed out because I'm putting too much workload on our plate for one crew for one week. But we went from four days of mowing to five days of mowing because, you know, I try to do four days of mowing and leave that one day kind of flex for bad weather, when it's time to trim shrubs, when I'm treating yards, all that kind of stuff. It's just that flex day. So we're not super packed and have no wiggle room. Uh, but now we're up to five days of mowing because I'm trying to get to the second crew point. Um, so, but before I could even get to the technically the second crew, I'm, you know, I'm looking at trucks, thinking about what am I going to do with that? Am I going to get another new truck? I mean, I can't really afford that necessarily. Am I going to get a used truck and take chances, blah, blah, blah. Maybe the used truck... We won't use that as much. We'll still have the new truck to use that for all the mowing. So that's going to be a daily thing and blah, blah, blah. And just really thinking all this stuff through and financial. And, and it's like, well, you know, unfortunately, when you go to a second crew, you're always going to go backwards before you can go forwards because you cannot have, you know, the employees, the amount of and the amount of count, accounts all at the same time and then be like, all right, let me buy a truck and more equipment and then we're good to go like you can't do that all at one time something always comes first or some sort of order and you most of the time don't even have control over that order uh you can try to and strategize but a lot of times you know some the stuff just kind of you can't force people to sign up for your services right you can do all the marketing in the world but you don't really have full control over how many accounts you can get uh, obviously, you can try to aggressively hire people, but there's no guarantee you're going to find people or that people are going to work, want to work for you. You can't force people to work for you. You can go buy equipment and find a good deal on a truck and all that. That's super controllable. Um, that's that's about it. The other things are kind of, you know, a lot of variables there up in the air that are not controllable. So it's really hard to do all that at one time so that you're not necessarily dropping in revenue or, or I'd say in profits because your uh, expenses all of a sudden spike up for extra employees, potentially extra equipment, definitely an extra truck if you didn't already have one as like a quote unquote backup truck or whatever. So that's kind of the, the, the point that I was at and am at and was trying to think through and not get all carried away with the spring rush. Like I've heard so many times from my peers and mentors, like don't let the spring rush get you, get, get all caught, get you, don't get caught up in the spring rush thinking, oh, you know, man, all this work is coming my way. I need this, I need that, I need to buy this, I need to buy that. And then the spring rush dies down and it's like, oh man, now I got to pay for all this stuff and I got all these payments or whatever, whatever. And it's just, you know, the work's not not as there as as much as it was before or whatever. So definitely I didn't want to jump the gun and get too far ahead of myself, but I was still thinking about all those things. And the biggest thing for me was, you know, well, I'm going to need to look for some employees, you know, but before I could even get to that point, I lost one of my key employees. So I, I had two part-time employees through the winter and, uh, you know, kept just second year doing that, different employees last year. One of them is the same. I've had one employee third season now going on that, that I've had him for. Uh, so that's exciting. And he's a, he's a good guy. And I definitely appreciate his hard work and everything he brings to the team. 
But the other associate that I've talked about on YouTube and potentially off and on, maybe on some podcasts or whatever, um, he, he was an older gentleman. So like I wanted um, a blend. I wanted a responsible adult. The employee I have for three seasons now is, is a responsible adult, but he's a young adult. He's in college. And then I had a bunch of high school kids kind of sprinkled in off and on over the last couple of summers. Cause that was kind of all I was able to really find, unfortunately, that would show up for the interview and seem like they were, you know, halfway decent and had a good head on their shoulders. And I'm like, all right, they either have experience or they don't, whatever, I'll train them, you know, and it's all good. But everyone else either wouldn't show up or they were just not, just didn't give me good vibes or whatever, or they would decline the offer, you know, because it wasn't as much as they wanted to make, or it was, uh, not full time guaranteed, or it was too, they didn't realize it was going to be so far away of a drive and all, all this stuff that, you know, when people apply, they don't think these things through, I guess, even though I try to make as clear as possible on the application, the pay range, the location, all this stuff, but people part-time or full-time, but people just don't really understand that or don't pay attention sometimes when they're just kind of going through, I guess, and trying to apply to as many jobs as they can in some situations. But at any rate, so I, I had I had the the older adult um, employee and, you know, my college student employee who, who's been with me for three years. And I had both of them through the winter, hitting the ground, running in the spring. I thought we were going to have a great time. I mean, everything was good, I thought. And we started the mowing season. Didn't really pick up any new accounts yet because the season had just started late March um, or so. And we just started mowing lawns, kind of getting into the routine and the rhythm again. And all of a sudden, literally, we went to lunch like we always do at the same spot on that particular day. And we all get out. You know, my my, uh, three-year employee goes into the use the restroom. And the other employees, like on the phone, I could see, like, I'm just getting my stuff all situated or whatever while I'm standing outside my truck. And um, I could see him on the phone in the background. And then he, he, I just hear him talking. And then he gets all, I don't hear what he's saying. I just heard it, you know, that I knew he was on the phone talking. And then I just saw him hang up the phone and come over to me and say, Hey, yeah, this, this isn't going to work out. I'm sorry. And I'm just like, what, what do you mean? This isn't going to work out like in the parking lot, standing next to my truck. He's just, and there's people coming and going everywhere. And he's just like, yeah, I, you know, I, I know, you know, whatever I know. And I don't know what he was trying to say, but he said something like, I know, you know, but, uh, yeah, you know, like he kind of was like stumbling around his words. I'm guessing he was saying, I know, I know you wanted to, you know, to do bigger things and, you know, grow your company. And I know you, we talked about me, you know, running, running the crew for one or two days a week and all that, which was all true. Um, but you know, this, it's just not going to work out basically was what he was stumbling with his words is what I gather after the fact, but he didn't give me any, any explanation. He just said that and just kind of like stopped or maybe I interrupted him because I was so flabbergasted, so flustered. I was just like, what is everything? Okay. Cause like, it just seems so out of the blue. Like who, who quits at lunch? Like, I'm sure that happens to a lot of people. And I got it from the peanut gallery. Um, when it happened, like, oh, welcome to the club and all this kind of nonsense that's not helpful at all when you're going through that situation. Like, I get that that stuff happens, but, and I've been in retail management my whole life before lawn care, over 15 years and managed hundreds and hundreds of employees and have had plenty of people take a break and never come back. And you're like, you know, we need, we need help on register. Where's Bobby? I don't know. He never came back from his break. Like what? You know, like all kinds of crazy things like that. And we would laugh about it after the fact, but in the moment it was stressful and we didn't know what was going on. And, you know, there's definitely 
things like that. But this was so much more personal because it's my company, not some other company I was working for. And, you know, I probably didn't know Bobby as well as I knew this team member, you know, this, this associate of mine, he, he, this employee, we, it was almost coming up on a year that he had worked for me and we sat in the truck next to each other day after day, month after month, hour after hour, got to know each other, all about my family, his family, all this stuff, thinking everything is fine and dandy. I would talk to him about stuff. You talk to me, I would have, you know, my quarterly check-ins and all that with him. Everything seemed great. Everything seemed fine. And just out of the blue, he just quits. And so I was just so shocked. Now, the only thing I could say was, are you okay? Is everything okay? Are you okay? Is everything okay? And he was, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And he just started walking away, grabbed his bag out of the back seat and just left. And I was like, do you started walking away? I'm like, do you have a ride? It was the only other random thing I could say. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And then he just starts walking through the parking lot of the gas station. And I'm just standing there in complete disarray and complete, uh, disbelief. Like I just, I just couldn't even believe, comprehend what, what just happened. And that, I mean, the whole thing, it's like, okay, now, now what are we going to do? How are we going to finish the rest of the route? I mean, I have my other employee, fortunately, but you know, we needed three people for this route. And I'm just like, how are we going to finish the route? What am I going to say to my employee that's left? Like all these crazy things, you know, that went through my head and you know, ultimately when he came back, when my employee came back, that was, you know, on break in the bathroom one, I just told him, you know, um, so-and-so had an emergency and he had to leave. And he's like, oh man, I hope he's okay. You know? And, and it, you know, after the fact in hindsight, like he told me that he thought it was a little weird. Like he, it seemed like he just left, like he, you know, like he just, like, it just seemed weird. Like, like it wasn't like, you know, he had an emergency and he left and, and he was, you know, we'd see him next week. He seemed like it just seemed weird that he just like, let, you know, he just disappeared and he was just like, what the heck? That doesn't seem good. But he just didn't want to kind of talk about it or whatever. He, he knew that that probably wasn't the best thing. So he just took what I said, you know, and was like, all right, well, man, you know, I hope he's okay. And then, you know, so, so then the following week, uh, so, so we, so we just had to grind out he and I grind out the route, didn't get to finish it because it was just two of us and we had to push things off to the next day. And, that became the beginning of the end for where my mindset was at that time and having to shift gears and really kind of go into panic mode and, and just try and figure out what the heck is going on because I was starting to get more calls for the areas that we were already in and all that. So things were starting to get stressful for sure. And I, you know, I had to tell him my employee that, that so-and-so quit and you know, that was it. Like we didn't have a whole conversation about it. Or I, I didn't even think he, I didn't even think I said he quit. I think I just said he no longer works here. So I mean, you could just think of a lot of re, you know reasons of, of why that maybe was. But I try not to, to air anyone's dirty laundry with my other employees, like you know, especially if they're still working there, obviously. But even if they're not, it's it's just not good to be talking about people and all that kind of stuff. I try to say as professional as possible is is basically what what I'm saying. But so that that one event really shook me. I I really had a hard time getting over that, getting through that. I kept thinking I did something wrong. What could I have done? Did did my employee do something wrong? Did we offend him in some way? Like what could have possibly happened? And it was just so it it really really messed me up because it just seemed so personal and I felt like I I did something wrong which made me feel even worse and you know eventually you know obviously time heals I talked to a couple of other peers that were more positive you know saying hey you didn't do anything wrong like you know after I told them the whole story they're like you didn't do anything wrong you know there's a reason why he's that age making you know 13 14 bucks an hour you know going from job to job like 
It's him, not you. Like, don't beat yourself up. Like stuff that I really wanted to hear and needed to hear. But, you know, there seems like there is sounds like there was some validity to that kind of stuff, too, for sure. Um, as unfortunate as that sounds, I thought he was a good employee and I thought he was going to stick around for a little while or at least, and you know, here's the biggest thing, at least just give me more than like, Hey, I'm leaving right now. Notice like, you know, most people are like, Hey, I can't come in. I can't work for you anymore. Like when they're not working, like, like the day that they're supposed to be there or something, they text you or something or, or call you or something and say, it's usually just a text, right? The most the least confrontational way. They just text you, Hey, I'm not going to be able to work for you anymore. Sorry. Or whatever. And that's it. You never see them again. And you're like, great. Well now we're down a person today. Like I'm sure that happens constantly with, with, with people, uh, in this industry, especially, but you know, even that would have been better than at lunchtime. Like that's just crazy. And again, I know I've heard recently have heard some stories of People having uh, employees just w- literally walk off the job, like in the middle of the job, forget about lunch, just in the middle of the job, just leave, you know? So I, I get it. You know, I, I know what happens and not saying that it wasn't, you know, that it never happens, but it was the first time it happened to me, uh, in that way. And it just, re- it just, it just really messed me up. I had a little, I had, had to process all of that for a little while. And in the meantime, try and hold things together. And in the meantime, a week later, my employee that I, that I still had was having all kinds of his own issues. I don't even remember the specifics anymore, but like he was sick for a few days. He hurt himself. He had already requested some days off or a day off for this or for that. And then like his girlfriend, um, wanted to go to her funeral because uh, a friend, a good friend of of hers died. So, you know, obviously I'm not going to say no to to that, you know, but these things all kind of stacked up together, like for, two or three weeks in a row. So it ended up being me literally working by myself. I think two solid weeks in a row, I worked by myself and I had like 65 to 70 weekly mowing accounts that I was trying to get done myself. I was working six days, like from sunup to sundown. I would skip some yards and come up with whatever kind of excuse I could like, okay, this yard, you know, like whatever I could figure out, like, oh, they're having their patio done. I'm not going to deal with that. Hey, I'll get you guys next week. There's too much going on, blah, blah, blah. Oh, sorry. No, no worries. They should be done next week or whatever, you know, like stuff like that. Oh gosh, your yard is way too muddy. I don't want to trim this whole yard. You know, it's going to take too long. I'll get you next week. Dial back your sprinklers, like whatever. Like there would be a few one-off situations like that where I could just normally, if there, if I had employees, we would just, you know, gut it out. Hey, grab the push mowers, grab some trimmers. Like, let's just knock out the do whatever we can get it done. Um, obviously not ideal, but we'd still get it done, get paid, whatever. But in this desperate situation that I was in, I was just kind of looking for some of those opportunities to, to lighten up some of the load because for me, every yard was 45 minutes to an hour to do by myself. So these are like 10,000 or, or more square foot yards. And, you know, they're, they're not huge, but there's a lot of trimming, edging, you know, a lot of detail work. It's tedious. It adds up. So when you're by yourself, it definitely takes time. It takes a toll on you. You get t- more and more worn out. The more you go, you guys are solo. If you're solo, you, you, you get it. You know what I'm talking about. I've been, I was solo for five years before I started hiring employees. So I've definitely been there, done that. But I had around 35 to 40 yards every season during those five years, because I knew that that was about all I could handle without, 
sacrificing time with my family and beating myself up physically, mentally, and being exhausted all the time and so on and so forth and not being 100% serviceable for my clients. You know, I would still have some wiggle room if someone said, hey, can you do this? Or, hey, can you do that? I'd be like, yeah, sure. If that's something quick and easy and it's not like off the off the, you know, trail, uh, off the path, like, you know, gutter cleaning or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. I can prune, prune this tree real quick, you know, these cut these branches off of this tree real quick that are low or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Like little things like that, that I already had tools for and could knock it out, blah, blah, blah. Like I had, had time for that and started growing, you know, got my fertilization license or had time to kind of just chip away at these things because I didn't overwhelm myself with too many accounts um, and so on. But now I was past the point of no return, as I like to say a lot. It's past the point of no return where I had way more work for than than one person could handle. Um, so I was just really struggling for those two weeks. And man, so many thoughts went through my head. And that's the time frame where I was like, maybe I should just go back to being solo. Maybe I should start letting s- some yards go. All kinds of stuff. Maybe I should stop. Uh, start saying no to people when they ask me if if I can get. Uh, give them a quote and all that. I just started really thinking like a lot of, a lot of negative things because I was really stressed out. It was really tough. A lot of coming to Jesus moments on my own. It was raining a lot, which made it even worse. It's spring. That's what happens. But when you're, when your back's up against the wall, there's nowhere else to go. So you just really feel completely trapped and like you're literally drowning in the rain over here, you know, up against the wall. So um, when my employee finally kind of came back from all of these things, being sick and hurting himself and different days off and was starting to be more consistent with working, you know, five days a week and getting eight to 10 hours a day or whatever, and just getting huge paychecks, um, he was one excited because he apparently, you know, wanted to make as much money as he could this summer, which we had never even had that conversation yet because all of this just shit hit the fan and things were just all crazy on all levels. Um, but, you know, also he, you know, we, we were able to work with each other a lot more intimately and have some conversations. Like I had some real deep heart to heart conversations with him, which, you know, was, was very eye opening because it just makes me realize how I still needed to increase my communication with my employees, even though I have quarterly check-ins and I still try to follow up with stuff and talk about things as they happen real time throughout the day and the week. I want to, uh, I still feel like I, there was some some opportunity for more communication because as we talked, more things you know came to surface I didn't know about. Like you know, um, he was hoping to make more money and you know wanting to make get get as many hours as possible and, but also you know just talking about more positive things. Like I I talked to him and said you know hey I really wanted to train you on some things and get you on your own to do some things you know rent a truck before you know until I get a truck and have you do some different things here and there, maybe do some landscape maintenance, like trimming shrubs or, you know, keep working on the training you to be a fertilizer tech and things like that. And, but you know, you haven't been here for weeks, it seems like, cause you've had all these things going on and I just broke it down. He's like, man, that's really unfortunate. Like I, that's my bad. Like I didn't, I didn't realize that. And I said, well, of course you didn't, but you shouldn't have had to realize it either. You should have just, you know, came through like that. That was like, like dark times, man. Like you know, so-and-so left and then you have all these issues all of a sudden, which I'm sure were not controlled or controllable, but it's just bad timing. He's like, yeah, yeah, I understand, man. I'm sorry. And all that. Well, I'm here now. I'm good. I don't see anything crazy happening or whatever. I don't have any other plans for any time soon or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, during that conversation at one point, I was like, you know, 
I honestly feel like letting some people go and kind of dialing back the workload because we just have so much on our plate and I don't want to overwhelm you. And he switched gears and was like, I don't think that's a good idea for you to get rid of work, you know, uh, and pass up these opportunities. I think, you know, cause then you're, then, then you're just maintaining, you're not growing. And, um, you know, I'm sure we'll find somebody, you know, let's just, just keep getting after it and we'll keep trying. Maybe I'll ask around, I'll post something on Facebook and Snapchat, see if I can find anybody and some of my old friends or whatever that are kind of out and about, blah, blah, blah. And, and it kind of changed the whole the whole dynamic of the conversation and, and, and in my thinking. And also it became more of like a team, he and I, and it really became very helpful. And ultimately he did post a bunch of things. And one of my old hires, which I talked about this in a previous episode, one of my old employees uh, saw his post and asked if he could and asked him if he thought I would hire him back. And he was like, I don't know, I'll talk to him. So we talked and I, long story short, I hired him back. And, you know, now that we got back up to two employees and we started to kind of get things, kind of get a grip on things again. And all the while I took, you know, my employee's advice and didn't dial back and didn't, you know, ref- say stop taking on new work either. Um, I kept you know, giving quotes to the right accounts. And when they were, when they approved it, you know, not everyone approved the quotes, but most of them did. I would add them onto the schedule, add them onto the schedule. And we just kept going from four, we went from four days to four and a half to five days worth of mowing uh, and got that other employee back in that meantime. And it was, it was like a lifesaver at that point. We were kind of desperate, but trying not to sound desperate, but you know, it was, it, it was a really good situation. And he came back more experienced than he was uh, before he worked for me. When he worked for me, he knew nothing and I was starting to train him. And then I won't, I'll go, I went into all that, that whole story in another episode. So definitely look back a couple episodes ago and check that out for the whole story on that. But so he definitely helped out and I gave my, seasonal, my, my seasoned employee, my three-year employee, uh, referral bonus for basically referring because if it wasn't for him, I would have never rehired that, that guy. He would have never even known that I was hiring, would have never probably thought about it. We would have passed the whole opportunity and he took it upon himself to post, you know, something about the job. I didn't ask him to, he came up with the idea and I said, that'd be good. That's a good idea. I appreciate it. Thank you. You know, but it was all his idea. So I gave him a referral bonus. He was super excited about that and so on. So that's when we kind of started digging ourselves out of the hole. But I tell you what, that spring rush, that time frame was about like, it was less than a month, but being so short staffed, it felt like an eternity. It literally did. I felt like things were just coming to an end. I had no idea like what I was going to do. And that was kind of like climbing back out of the hole and working our way back to some sort of sanity and then above and beyond that. So fast forward to now, which again, only a short time has passed, but you know, we've got a good routine down, got our schedule down, starting to get back in, you know, doing trimming shrubs and I'm treating yards and kind of really getting a good grips, sending my uh, three-year employee out on his own with a a rented U-Haul pickup truck once or twice a week, um, either on his own or taking, you know, the, the guy that came back and the two of them go out and they trim shrubs and I'm doing other miscellaneous things, doing maintenance or checking on accounts. Or if we have a few yards left to mow, I'll mow them on my own. One day I brought my son with me and he helped me mow some lawns and I paid him for it. And he was excited about that. So just started started really turning things around and giving me more flexibility and feeling like, you know, a a business owner again, feeling like I'm myself and feeling like I have a little bit of sanity and some of my time back. 
and continuing to, you know, hire so that and keeping my job applications out so that I can continue to look for more people because I wanted to get back to that second crew mentality. You know, first it was like, oh my gosh, I just need to get the first crew back up and running because it's like just me literally. So I was like panicking and obviously putting out job applications and putting stuff out everywhere on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Um, but it, you know, it, now we, we finally got kind of past that point and now it's like, okay, let's, let's get to the, try and now let's try and work back on the second crew again, because now we're in kind of like a second wave of a spring rush where here it is the beginning of July and I'm getting a ton more calls because there's a lot of people that are moving into, there just happen to be a lot of construction in some neighborhoods that I'm in with new houses and these, there's really uh, premier neighborhoods that I like to be in that, you know, I can get a lot of profit from and a lot of work from they kind of want one-stop shops so it's not like you just mow blow and go you can you're there and you kind of get multiple things done you know throughout the month um or throughout the week so that there's always houses going up in that particular neighborhood and they ask either on facebook for recommendations and like the you know 15 or 16 customers that we had at the time would always recommend us um or they just saw us on the street on their street literally you know, mowing their neighbor's lawn or someone down the street's lawn or whatever. Um, or I would, as soon as I see a mailbox go up in these new houses, I pop a business card in there, you know? So all those different things, again, branding is key. These, these people would contact me. Um, so I would just keep, keep growing that way. So anyway, basically, you know, long story short, I have hired another employee um, so now I'm starting to chip away at the second crew and getting back into the thought process of what I'm going to do with the truck and whatever. I have enough mowers because I still have my old grandstand and I got a new grandstand last year, uh, at the end, the end of the, the year in September, I believe it was, uh, to take over the main role because my old grandstand was, had almost 2000 hours on it. So I, I knew that, you know, the engine was going to, I didn't want that to be like the number one mower anymore. Like I wanted that to be the backup secondary mower so I can kind of um, nurse it along and extend its lifespan as long as possible. So I got a new mower to replace that, a new grandstand, got the multi-force and so on. And a couple other mowers and pieces of equipment, a ride-on spreader sprayer, because I, there's a lot of things that I've been wanting over the last few years. And I've just been kind of like waiting, 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 researching, researching, growing, growing, all that kind of stuff until I finally had it all together. And I'm like, well, I'm going to get them all together because then I can qualify for fleet pricing for Toro and get a good discount. And I save thousands of dollars by getting all that stuff at once. So I have enough equipment technically to be able to run two crews right now, today. I would just need a second truck whether it's renting a U-Haul truck, you know, a couple times a week, hooking up to the trailer and doing that while, you know, the, someone else grabs the, 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 yeah, the, the ramp, the truck with the ramp rack. Sorry, I got a little tongue tied there. Um, or, or whatever the scenario is, or I find a good deal on another truck, used truck, new truck, whatever. So that whole thought process starting to go through my head again, working through that. But the main thing is, let me get some more employees. Let me get them trained. Let me just see what we got to do so that we can keep moving forward so that we can kind of move on to the second crew because I'm just getting, like I was saying, more and more work from people moving into um, new houses and I just happen to be in the area or I'm just branded that everyone recommends me and so on. Uh, so that's 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 where I was going earlier. So I, I've lost my train of thought for a few seconds there, a few minutes. But at any rate, that's I'm getting like a second wave now of more people in the same neighborhoods we're already in. So it's it's, it's really good growth for my business right now and I just need to kind of keep 
keep my hand on the steering wheel so that we can stay in the, in the right lane and we can just keep moving forward and not have to deal with any more of these hurdles. Again, I don't know what happened to that employee, why, or what, if I did anything wrong or not, but you just got to keep it moving, you know, unless, unless he tells, told me otherwise, you just, I just have to assume, you know, that, that it was him, not me or whatever. So I tried to reach out to him too, after the fact, texted him, you know, like, Hey, I'm sorry if I did anything or we did anything, please let me know so I can improve and that this doesn't happen to anyone else in the future and so on. But you know, I wish you the best of luck and all that, like nothing, you know, no, 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 no response, no nothing, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, that still kind of bothers me a little bit, but I've moved on to, you know, like a, a, a month seems like a year and I've so much has happened in that time frame, and I'm just looking forward, looking ahead and continuing to grow. But that was my spring rush and I was just not really posting anything on social media. I mean, I would post some stories on Instagram and continuing to try and make these podcasts for you guys. I went down to once a week just so I can, you know, maintain the, the consistent weekly uh, content, but man, it, it's just be above and beyond that. A couple of YouTube videos here and there when I could find some extra time, but I, I was just really struggling, really just trying to focus on the business and my family, whatever time I had outside of my business and so on and get through that tough time, which we're, we're kind of coming out of that. Now we're moving forward, going to start, you know, making more YouTube videos again. I got, I mean, I've been, I was able to record a ton of videos during that time frame when the moment was right, or when there was a specific thing that I had to that I wanted to do or had to do for Toro or whatnot, but I just haven't had time to sit down and edit them the way that I want to so I can have the quality that I want for you guys. That's that's like the biggest issue there. It takes time, hours to edit these videos. It may only take 20 minutes to record this stuff, but an hour, you know, or hours to edit it and all that kind of stuff. So I'll be getting to that. I have a lot of content to edit and get out for you guys on YouTube and, you know, Instagram is always the quick, easy way for me to post the fun stories. So that's what I do with that most of the time. Um, but, and I will continue these podcasts as well. So I look forward to seeing you guys in the future. There'll be some new episodes coming out with, um, we've got Mitchell's lawn care talking about his employee situation, going from solo to a crew back down to solo and all that whole unpack that whole conversation. Talk with Caleb Allman talking about his He's got employees for 10 years, employees, same employee for 20 years, like the whole dynamic there with his now million dollar hardscaping business and, and that whole situation and, and, and kind of all of his insight on that with employees and staffing and building a team. I'm going to be talking with Blake Albertson, B&B Lawn Care. So lots of good episodes coming down the road, as well as talking to some of the local Virginia guys while they're all here the end of this week, um, hanging out with, with Paul Jameson with the green industry podcast and myself on his summer road tour. I'll definitely be getting some fresh content for that as well. So that will be coming probably later in the summer. So again, I thank you guys for listening. Um, hopefully there, you got some insight here, just kind of pour it all out, been super honest and, um, just, you know, want you guys to know that you're not the only one, if you are struggling out there and there are ways to get through it and, um, you just got to keep getting after it and stay positive, surround yourself with people that can help. And just, like I said, just stay focused, stay, stay in the right lane and keep moving forward. Don't look back, look forward. 
This is Lawn Care Rookie signing off. Hey guys, don't forget to check out GPS Track It by calling 855-930-2323 or clicking the link in the show description. I'm going to be using this for my own fleet, so I'll be reporting, letting you guys know how, how it goes and my thoughts and opinions on it, but it's definitely something I've been looking at for my business as I grow so I can keep track of my fleet. Uh, I can save money, cut down on fuel costs, etc. Um, so make sure you go ahead and check that out so you can kind of see for yourself if this is something that you want to uh, check out yourself and, and use as well as following along on my journey while I report back as I'm using it. Hey guys, before you head out, if you could do me a quick favor and go on the podcasting app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe, it would mean a lot. Thanks. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one video calls with the Lawn Care Rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.